At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a tremendous hour for you as we're going to be diving into some college basketball, trying to make you guys some money along the way with everything that is going to be going down on Tuesday. And we're going to be talking in about 15 minutes with Tom Cunningham. He does great work over at runyourpool.com. And we're going to be chatting with them about a little bit of everything. Some college basketball. We're going to be throwing in there some Oscars chatter as well. So we've got a very, very fun hour that's coming up here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I don't think it's as fun as what I was talking about with the crew behind the scenes. They were trying to identify what my playlist is when I take my jogs. And, well, unfortunately for them, I use. I am still one of those people that I utilize Pandora. I do not have any sort of a set playlist. What comes up, comes up, and it's just absolutely hilarious. Oh, yes, and Jason goes into my ear and says that I must throw in the fact that it is with commercials because I am too cheap, even though I go through all these sports bets and everything like that, and I am too cheap to pay for the ad-free version of Pandora. That is what you get right here, but I would not have it any other way because... I mean, it's, you got to support the people out there as well. And I always just have sort of a laugh when I get ads from like Pennsylvania and I'm listening to Pandora. But with that said, we bet on teams all across this fine country when it comes to college basketball, whether they're in Pennsylvania or whether than oh, I don't know, Omaha, Nebraska, as we've got to take a look at Marquette Creighton, 635, 636 on the betting board. Yep. That's how I brought it all together. Creighton is going to be playing goes to Marquette with Creighton being a five and a half to a six point favorite. And your total is anywhere between 148 and 148 and a half. Revenge spot here for Creighton. The last time these two teams matched up, it was just before the turn of the new year. Ryan Kalkbrenner was out of the fold for Creighton. And it was a spot where Creighton could not get past 65 points. And both of these teams have been able to ascend a little bit more with their defense. You've got a Marquette team that has allowed 71 points or fewer in now five out of their last seven games. And Take a look at Creighton. They're just raw numbers. They are a little bit warped due to the, to the fact that Ryan Kalkbrenner was out of the fold for so long. Ever since he has been able to return, they've went 12-3 and three in their last 15 games. They've allowed 70 points or fewer in all but three of these games as well. And yet, 
You're going to find them outside the top 30 in terms of both points scored and points allowed on a per-possession basis. But when Kalkbrenner is out there and he's firing all cylinders, they certainly have been significantly better than that. So I do have to put some credence there, and I do think that this is a good spot to be able to back Creighton. I did set them as a 6.5-point favorite. One of the biggest things with this Creighton team as well is that they've been able to have much better point guard play. You've got Ryan Emmert, who last season was really a walking turnover for this team. He's been able to lower his right around 3.8 or so turnovers per game from last season, and now that is two turnovers this year, and you've got a Creighton team as a whole. They're turning the ball over about 11 times per contest. Kalkbrenner is able to give you seven rebounds per game, but Arthur Kaluma, Trey Mitchell, throwing their Baylor Shireman. All these guys give between about 12 to 13 and a half points per game. Shireman has been able to chip in there about six and a half rebounds. Shoots it well from three-point range. And you do have a Marquette team that they're able to come bombs away from three. They shoot about 35 and a half percent as a collective. You've got Olive, Maximine Prosper, along with Cam Jones, who have been able to combine for about 30 points per game. But also Ogudero is the only guy that really gives you north of five rebounds per game. I think that that's going to take it out of this Marquette team quite a bit. I don't think that they have the size to be a matchup in this game. You do have a Marquette team that is also going to have to match up with Frederick King from time to time as well. He's able to spell some minutes where Kalkbrenner has become a little bit more reliable for this team. It is a Creighton team that is very top-heavy. Meanwhile, you've got a Marquette team that has a little bit more depth than Marquette. They're going to be looking to speed this game up as a result. I don't think that they're necessarily going to have a failure in speeding this game up. I actually did set my total more around a 148.5 because I do think that there is going to be quite a bit of late-game falling. So at a 148 or less, I'm willing to go on the over in this spot. But I do think that Creighton just says... Better play down low in general. I do think that they're going to be able to hold up at the point of attack. And it is a Marquette team that they sort of gamble for turnovers. And with the way that Creighton has been able to take care of the ball, I do think that they're going to be able to do a solid job, get this one to the window. I set Creighton as a six half point favorite one to lay up to six with them. And at 148 or less, I'd be willing to buy in on an over as well. Let's take a look at another game that is going to be very fascinating as this one is out in the ACC. 615-616 on the bidding board. I mentioned the team that has made you the least amount of money in all of college basketball this year in Tulsa. How about if we look at the team with the best against the spread record? That's, yeah, I don't think that you would have guessed this one. Pittsburgh, they're playing us at Georgia Tech. The Ramblin' Wreck of Georgia Tech are an 11-point underdog, and your total is ending between 137.5 and 138. And I think that the money train continues with Pittsburgh. I set them as a favorite closer to 13, 13.5 points. I'm going to be willing to lay this number. Got a Pittsburgh team that's really been firing all cylinders on offense. You've got Javarius Burton along with Blake Hinson who have been able to do a nice job. They've been able to combine for in that pocket of about 30 points per contest. You've got Hinson who at six foot seven is able to bury 37% of his threes. And then you've got a pair in Burton along with Nelly Cummings who have been able to do a nice job doling out nine assists per game. Pittsburgh just inside the top 100 in terms of points a lot on a per possession basis. And they do go up against a Georgia Tech team that it's done a nice job taking care of the ball. They only turn the ball over about 11 and a half times per game, so they don't beat themselves. That's what you could expect out of a Josh Passner team, but for Georgia Tech, they really don't have a guy that gives you north of six rebounds per game. Miles Kelly is the only guy that gives you double figures, and the last time these two teams met, Georgia Tech won 12 of 27 from three and still lost 71 to 60. Less than savory there. It is a Pittsburgh team that's relatively mid-tempo. It's a Georgia Tech team that's relatively mid-tempo. But I did think that this game is going to be a little bit higher scoring. You've got a Georgia Tech team that, in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, clocking in right around 230th. Not been great on that front. You do have Javon Franklin down low. He's able to give you a little bit over a block, five rebounds per game. But Georgia Tech really doesn't have ideal size to be able to match up with. Someone like a Frederico Frederico, which is a very good name, by the way. He's been able to give this Pittsburgh team two blocks per contest. With Pittsburgh, they've done a great job with someone like a Greg Elliott coming in, shooting north of 40% from three-point range. Pittsburgh team that very little was expected of them in an ACC that has been really all over the place this season. And I do think that Pittsburgh is going to be able to continue their just cover ways in general. I was about to say they're winning ways, but good teams win. Great teams cover Pittsburgh. Best cover eight in all of college basketball. They've went 19-7, and I believe that they've got one push. If you're taking a look at closing numbers, might vary just a little bit, but that's it. Pittsburgh is going to make you all money long. Do not mess with a profit. I do like Pittsburgh to be able to cover this number and be able to take down Georgia Tech much like they did the first time around. I think that's going to be a little bit higher scoring. 
This time with George Teke, their well, inability to really hold up on the defensive side of things. Meanwhile, you've got a Pittsburgh team that's gotten to at least 72 points so far their last five games. So I did set my total at a 141. I'm going to be willing to go over in this spot. And with Pittsburgh, willing to lay up to 12.5 with them. I made them more of a 13-point favorite in this ordeal. Another team I find to be very fascinating is this Utah State team. As they have been for much of the year, the number one team in all of college basketball in terms of three-point shooting. And they go to elevation to face off against Wyoming. 639, 640 on the betting board. We're really covering all of America in this segment as Wyoming. They are a 4.5 to a 5-point underdog. And your total is between 144 and 144.5. I get the feeling that Wyoming has just become a little bit overvalued over their win over New Mexico. That was the game which New Mexico was without Jalen House. They were completely rudderless in that game. And it was a sad and pathetic effort from our good friends in New Mexico Lobos. And Utah State is a beneficiaries with a relatively short line. I did set Utah State as a seven-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay it with Utah State. You've got a really nice front line for this team with Taylor Funk bringing the funk along with Daniel Aiken. These two guys combined for about 13 rebounds per game. Funk at six foot nine is able to shoot about 37.5% from three-point range. And he, along Steve Ashworth, have been able to combine for in that neighborhood about 30 points per game. Ashworth shoots over 45% from three-point range. He does a good job giving out nearly four assists per game. And Max Shulga has come in and done a really good job with Sean Bearsell of being able to combine for 23.5 points. Shulga is able to give you about four assists per game. Both of these guys shoot a ball from three, including Bearsell, who shoots 42.2% from three-point range. Now, I do think that the elevation is going to take a little bit out of this Utah State team, but... It's a Utah State team that they're a little bit more accustomed to it than most teams in college basketball, so I don't think that they're going to be overly bothered by it, but for Wyoming, they brought in three guys via the Pac-12 and the transfer portal in the offseason, and all three are now off the roster. That's not too good when you throw in their injuries, what have you. It's a Wyoming team that's down to seven scholarship players, so you talk about Utah State perhaps being a little bit worn down to the elevation, but... You've got no depth when it comes to this Wyoming team, which means that Hunter Maldonado has to do a little bit of everything. 13.5 points, 4.5 boards, right around 3.5 assists per game. So he's been able to give a spirited effort, but Noel Reynolds was really the Robin to the Batman that was himself. He is out for the rest of the season. It's a Utah State team has been able to travel with their three-point shooting. They're currently fifth in all of college basketball for the three-point shooting percentage at 40.7%. At home, on the road, 38.4%. So you really don't experience too much of a drop-off there. And you've got a Wyoming team that, call it what it is, they're not playing a whole lot of defense. Among your 363 D1 teams, 306 towards the points a lot on a per-possession basis. Wyoming has had to play a very slow tempo style due to the fact that they've had so many injuries. They're down to right around 300th in the country in terms of total possessions. Brain, Utah State, by no means is a team as absolutely running and gutting it or anything like that. But Utah State is playing at a little bit more of a brisk pace, about 160th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. I do think that Utah State could be able to go bounce away, hit some threes. I just think that with Wyoming, dealing with all the guys being off the roster, not necessarily having a lot of depth, that this is a number that should have come down from the opener of 146, and it has. We're now getting right around 144 to 144.5. This is now my buy point on the over because I do think that we're in for a little bit of late game falling. Set Utah State as a seven point favorite, one to lay the four and a half. And I'm going to be taking a look at the over. And coming up next, we're taking a look at college basketball. We're taking a look at Oscars and so much more with Tom Cunningham of runyourpool.com next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Bay Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. 
We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge in the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSN experts have got you covered. As if you become a VSN Pro subscriber, you're able to do so with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VSN shows and guests, tools like betting splits. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides on the biggest games of the year where experts break down best bets, daily props, brackets, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe to sign up for only $9.99. As at VSIN.com slash subscribe. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our good friend Tom Cunningham. He's over there at RunYourPool.com doing a great job heading up their writing on that front end. A man that covers, and I'm not even kidding here, literally everything. And Tom, it's always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. I know that you're more out there on the eastern part of the country. So let's take a look at an East ACC game to get things kicked off. Very fascinating one between Miami and Virginia Tech. Total is quite high for a pair of teams that don't necessarily play with a lot of tempo at 153.5, but... Very much warranted in this case, as Miami has not necessarily been playing a lot of defense, and you've got Virginia Tech being a two-point favorite. Where do you stand on this one? Because you've got the classic Miami team as they will rise up, a team that has been ranked throughout much of the season against the unranked Virginia Tech Hokies, and I always find these to be very interesting spots where you've got the team with the lesser record at home being the favorite. Yeah, and Virginia Tech has really struggled this year. Uh, Now, they started pretty well. Um, and then they just kind of struggled midseason, which was a bit of a surprise to me. Uh, now, this is a team that's coached very well. I forget the coach's name, but he came over from Wofford. And he's done a pretty good job uh, since he's been over there. Now, I like Miami at plus two. I'm going to take the spread here. Blacksburg is a very difficult place to play. I understand that. I recognize that. But Miami is pretty comfortable in this situation. They're comfortable as underdogs, and they're comfortable on the road. This year, Uh, Miami has covered five of their last six games when playing as the underdog. So they're comfortable in that role. And then they've covered the spread in seven of 10 games when playing on the road. So they're also comfortable playing away from Miami. And look, I understand Blacksburg is a difficult place to play, but Miami to me is just the more talented team. They're the better roster. Uh, So if you're going to give me the Hurricanes at plus two, I'll take that all day with Jim Laranaga's crew. And kind of like you said, Miami, their games tend to go over because they don't play defense, but they also score a ton of points. And Isaiah Wong is a big reason to that. He's kind of the best player in college basketball that no one is talking about. It's all Zach Eady this, Zach Eady that. Um, but Wong is really, really solid. He's one of the best scorers in the nation, and he's going to be a great pro. So uh, I'm going to take the better talented roster. I'm going to take Miami because they are comfortable as an underdog, and they seem to be comfortable on the road as well. Absolutely, and I do think that it is a Miami team that has really been able to do a great job with that backcourt. Nigel Pack has been packing in more points recently as well, so that has been able to help them out, and this is a very intriguing one as well, as Texas versus Iowa State is a number that is on the move a little bit. This is one that it opened at a few places, more around a 7 in favor of Texas. Now this has gotten to anywhere between 7.5 and 8, and I can tell you right now, 
My personal buy point on Iowa State is eight. I would not be willing to take anything less than eight, but would be willing to take eight. Where do you stand on this game? Because it is a Texas team that they've got a lot to play for in terms of the Big 12 regular season crown, and it is an Iowa State team that has been quite different home to road. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. That's pretty much my analysis uh, for Iowa State is uh, good at home, bad on the road, uh, to put it in layman's terms. Iowa State, they've actually struggled a lot lately. They've kind of gone under the radar in terms of struggling. They've actually lost seven of their last 13 games outright. Um, And I know they play in probably one of the most historically good conferences this year in the Big 12. It's a really, really, really good conference, the best in the nation. Uh, But, you know, they're losing games. And so that's something you can't ignore. And you kind of said it already. Iowa State on the road is just not good. Uh, When you look at some of of their uh, numbers here, they failed to cover six of eight away from Ames. Now you're going to Texas, a team that is going to contend in the Elite Eight, I would expect. Uh, now Texas has, you know, they're, in terms of them uh, doing well in the brackets, we'll hold off on that. But they have the talent to get to the Final Four, at least to the Elite Eight. Marcus Carr is one of the best guards in the nation. Um, and look, they've seemed to have been okay with the Chris Beard removal at head coach. They really haven't missed a beat, I would say. So uh, I'm fine with Texas. I actually got them at the touchdown, Greg. I got them at minus seven. So the fact that they're going up to seven and a half and eight, uh, I guess early bird really does get the worm in this situation. Looking at some of Texas's stats, though, why I like them, uh, they've won 10 of their last 14 conference games, which is very difficult to do in the Big 12 this year. So I'm pretty impressed with that. Uh, But then Texas, this is kind of a finite trend. Uh, You can take it or leave it if you want. But Texas, they have won 10 straight games when playing at night after going into overtime the game prior. So I think there's a lot to like about Texas here, uh, but I'm more bullish on Iowa State on the road. I'm just going uh, against the Cyclones here more than I am for the Longhorns. Yep, and with Iowa State, they're allowing nearly 23 points more per one earned possessions in a road wow. slash neutral court environment rather than at home. So that is something that is very much worth taking note of. And I know you're taking note of the Big Ten as well. With the Big Ten, I mean, home court advantage has been absolutely massive, but you know what else is massive? Trace Jackson Davis. He is on the side of Indiana, and Indiana is currently in most spots right around a three-point underdog. I'm actually seeing this move to three and a half at DraftKings as we do this, and man, I mean, especially if you're able to get a three and a half, I think that now you're really starting to get some value on Indiana. I don't know if I want them outright, but I do think that Trace Jackson Davis is going to be able to really manhandle this game. I think that he's going to have an impact down low, and I do think that getting north of three here with Indiana starting to present some value. Yeah, and it's funny you brought up the home court advantage in the Big Ten. It seemed to be the case for everyone but Iowa against Eastern <laughs> Illinois. I, I just could not believe to this day that they have that loss. If you even look at their tournament resume, that just stands out as a huge loss. Now, Iowa should get in fine, but I just thought that was interesting. Iowa at home losing the EIU was uh, one of the more uh, surprising upsets of college basketball this season. Uh, going to this Indiana-Michigan State game, though, I actually got the Spartans' money line at minus 130. Uh, I do think Indiana's going to keep this game close. I like Michigan State at home, though. Uh, Iowa, they just have not been very good as an underdog or on the road. Uh, I, or excuse me, Indiana, they have failed to cover nine of 11 road games. They've also failed to cover the spread in five of seven games when playing as the underdog. So we talked a little bit how Miami is comfortable as a road underdog. Indiana's the complete opposite. They're not comfortable as road underdogs at all, which they are in this situation. Uh, Indiana, they've also failed to cover the last two games. You look at Michigan State, they have won six straight home games when playing at night. I think the energy is going to be in that building. Uh, There's going to be a lot of support in that building for Michigan State. I like the Spartans to win, uh, and I don't like Indiana to cover. Now, if you want to take the spread for the Hoosiers and it keeps going up, let it marinate and take it. That's fine. I didn't take Michigan State minus two for a reason. I took the money line. I thought it was cheap enough. I think the Spartans win outright, uh, but in terms of covering the spread, I'm not too sure if they do that. Indiana is a legit team. Yep, and I do think that that's a good way of being able to take a look at it as well because with Indiana, I just take a look at this spread going up and up and up, and I do think that this is going to be a very nip-and-tuck game. I don't necessarily want Indiana to have to win outright on the road, but being able to get now north of a possession, like I said, this is one to three and a half at DraftKings. That is starting to appeal to me a little bit as well. Could easily see this being a Michigan State one to even three-point win, and 
I know that you've got a little bit in terms of taking a look at some soccer as well as I know that you're taking a look at some Champions League. Is there a match or two that is really standing out to you? Because I'll be honest here, I'm not necessarily too familiar with the Champions League, but I know you do a great job of being able to break it down. So is there anything that's really standing out to you the next few days? Yeah, um, Champions League is back. It's been uh, came back last week and it's going on this week. Um, just real quickly, if you're going to go Liverpool, Real Madrid, uh, tomorrow, there's value in the under uh, 2.5 market. There's also value in the BTS not hitting. Now, odds makers and sportsbooks think that there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game, which you can't really blame them. Uh, Liverpool and Real Madrid, you see those two names on paper, you think, okay, there's going to be a lot of goals. Um, interestingly enough, though, Liverpool, they've seen the BTS fail in three or four games. They've also seen the BTS fail in six straight home games when facing a Spanish club. Um, and Liverpool has gone under 2.5 goals in five straight home games when facing a Spanish club. So the value for Liverpool-Real Madrid is no goals. Uh, so aim low if you're going to go with that match. I have more confidence in Frankfurt-Napoli. Now, I think Napoli is the best team in Italy, uh, in Serie A, and you're going to get their money line at plus 115. I think that's okay in taking. They've won five of their last six Champions League matches. I think they're a better club than Frankfurt. So if you're going to get them at plus value for uh, plus 115, I think Nap is okay in that regard. And then I don't mind the over 2.5 at minus 120 for Frankfurt and Napoli. Uh, Frankfurt has seen the BTS hit in three straight matches. Um, so I expect both teams to score a goal. And then you just need one more goal from there. Uh, Frankfurt, they've gone over 2.5 goals in four of six games, I believe it is. And Napoli has gone over 2.5 in six of seven uh, Champions League meetings as, or matches as well. So I think you go with the goal total going over in Frankfurt, Napoli, maybe you take Napoli for plus value on the money line. Uh, and then if you want to go towards the more intriguing matchup of Liverpool, Real Madrid, where everyone's going to be watching that match, uh, I think you aim low there. The value is in the BTS not hitting or the under 2.5 market hitting as well. I don't lie when I say that Tom Cunningham covers just a little bit of everything because coming up next, we go from college basketball and soccer taking a look at the Oscars futures market with Tom Cunningham right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So that way, you're able to see the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits are another way that vsin is here year-round to make you a smarter better. So check out today's betting splits for every single game now at vsin.com as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Betting Network. And if you miss anything from the show today in terms of our picks from myself, from all of our guests, like the man that's joining me, Tom Cunningham, vsin.com slash picks for all of that. And Tom, let's take a look at the Oscars. And I know you've been doing a great job of being able to gauge this futures market. And has there been anything that has happened the last week or two that has caused for a little bit of a shakeup slash any of these favorites to become either shorter or longer. That is of note for those that are just taking a look at a little bit more of a broad view of this. Yeah. Uh, boy, how much time do you have? Uh, let's start with <laughs> nine uh, minutes and 30 seconds. That's how much time we have. <laughs> let's fit it in then. Uh, so I'll start with best documentary because this to me, uh, I actually tweeted to you last week, uh, Navalny for best documentary was plus 400 at one point, And it slowly just, I just saw it move trickle up and up when i tweeted at you greg it was plus 175 and it still was not the favorite at the time it is now the favorite uh it was actually plus 100 this morning before i hopped on with you this evening it is now minus 110 so it still has value now it's in minus territory now so you're not going to get obviously that plus value that you're looking for um but navalny for best documentary i think you can go ahead and lock it up right now even at minus 110 I think it's going to win Best Documentary. Um, and if you need to kind of watch it to gate to, for your own opinion uh, on it before you bet on it, it is on HBO Max. So if you need to watch it on there, feel free to do so. But I think it's going to win Best Documentary. Uh, you've seen the odds climb over the last few days, and now it's minus value as the favorite. 
Uh, if you wait any longer for best documentary, just don't bet on it. Uh, otherwise, take Navalny right now at minus 110. And then uh, there's quite a few other ones, but uh, to kind of keep it simple, we're going to go with Austin Butler uh, for best actor in one of your favorite movies, Greg Elvis. Uh, now, Austin Butler, he was plus 375 when we got him for best actor. He was behind both Colin Farrell and Brendan Fraser. Uh, now, Brendan Fraser is down. I believe it's minus 125. He was as high as minus 400 at one point. Uh, now, Brendan Fraser, yeah, he's down to minus 125 right now. Austin Butler jumped Colin Farrell, and Austin Butler is now plus 100 for best actor. I personally think Austin Butler is the best actor of the year through all the nominations and contenders. I took Austin Butler at plus 375. I was comfortable with it. He's now plus 100. So if you're still looking for some good value in the best actor category, I think Austin Butler would be the way to go. And then finally, the biggest odds movement uh, that I've seen that has kind of worked in our favor. We talk about it all the time, Greg. It's uh, best picture. And that's everything everywhere all at once. Uh, we got that at plus 400. It's now down to minus 280. However, there is a movie on the rise in that market. Uh, and it's not Top Gun Maverick. It's not The Fablemans. Um, do you want to take a guess as to what it is, well, Greg? It's uh, it's not it's Elvis, Netflix. is it? It's not Elvis. It should be it. Minions, The Rise of Gru. That should be... <laughs> That should be at minus money right now, but unfortunately, we're not going to get that because those that bet on the Oscars don't know true great cinematography <laughs> when they see it. I wanted to hear you say, give your minions pitch there. So uh, it's actually all quiet on the Western front. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's up for Best International Film, minus 3,500 to win uh, Best International Film. It's going to run away with that. But all quiet on the Western front has made a lot of moves in a lot of different categories throughout the odds market. Now, it is plus 700 for best picture. It jumped, as I mentioned, The Fablemans and Top Gun Maverick. Now, Top Gun Maverick was one of the most popular movies of the year, especially amongst the older generational voters. They all love Top Gun Maverick. So to see All Quiet on the Western Front uh, throughout the month of February slowly climb the board for best picture, I think that's very telling. If I'm in everything, everywhere, all at once better, I'm a little nervous uh, at All Quiet's rise right now. More people are starting to see it. It's a very accessible movie on Netflix, so you're going to get a lot of views on it, and then that entails more votes on it as well. So All Quiet on the Western Front, if you're a Banshees of Inishiron better as well, uh, you might want to watch out for, for this uh, German powerhouse of an international movie because it is coming. And not only for Best Picture, Greg, Best score and best adapted screenplay. Its odds have shortened tremendously. Uh, for best adapted screenplay, Women Talking is the current favorite at minus 200, and it's stayed there for a few weeks. However, All Choir on the Western Front has risen below it, and it's now at plus 150. So, look, if you're looking for value, All Choir on the Western Front, not only for best picture at plus 700, but best adapted screenplay at plus 150 is a pretty good bet to consider. And then best score, I mentioned. I had Babylon uh, on my ticket. I got it for best score at minus 110. It's now down to minus 215, 210, right around that area. Um, but All Quiet on the Western Front is coming. And it's a really good score. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a really good score. So All Quiet on the Western Front's best score odds are now down to plus 175. So you're still getting some pretty good plus value there. But as you can see, Greg, uh, all choir on the Western Front's odds are continuing to move and shorten across the board. Uh, so you, in, if you're looking for one film that just has a lot of value right now in multiple categories, it would be All Quiet on the Western Front. And again, you can watch that on Netflix if you want to get your own gauge and feel for the film and uh, how to bet on it. And here's my question for you, because you mentioned a lot just the Netflix streaming numbers and just the general streaming numbers. Is that what right now is causing the biggest shifts in terms of a lot of these odds, more people being able to see it, more of these movies being released onto just various platforms? And is that what really driving a lot of this action? I believe so. And I thought that this was the case last year. Last year, I actually waited for all the nominations to come out. Then I watched all the movies to come up with my picks. The problem with that is if I applied that method to this year, I may not have watched Navalny yet for best documentary. And all of a sudden I've missed its plus 400 value. I've missed all the plus value. Now it's minus 110. That actually happened with me for my octopus teacher a few years ago. Uh, so I decided to mix it up and go with just watching all the movies throughout the year this year. That way when odds drop immediately, 
you can take what you're comfortable with. You've already seen everything. Now, this does come a factor with what you're saying, the streaming services, because Netflix, everybody has. So movies that are nominated on Netflix tend to get viewed more between the months of January and March when nominations come out. So when you have a list of nominations, most people go right to the Netflix ones because everyone has Netflix, basically. So I do believe that there is a lot of merit in that in terms of what's available on what streaming platform when nominations come out. You start to see the money move into that direction. Now, we say that Apple TV, uh, they had Coda last year. Coda won Best Picture. And once nominations came out, a lot of people saw Coda and they voted for it. So Apple TV is also another one. I mean, you, you know, you have your big heavy hitters, HBO Max, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. The, you know, if you have any nominations on those streaming platforms, they're going to be viewed more by voters than possibly others that are on things like uh, Tubi TV or Paramount or uh, Peacock, for instance. So I do think popular streaming services does become a factor in terms of voting. And as you know, Greg, the best picture voting is actually done on a ranking system. Uh, and it's the only category that's done on a ranking system. So, yeah, uh, I think it's a huge factor in terms of being able to bet this market and why I recommend getting to it as early as you possibly can. And do you think that this is having a little bit of an impact on Elvis as well? Because I noticed that you were pointing out Elvis in terms of the best actor category, but I know in terms of best hair and makeup, their odds have shortened a little bit there as well. And they seem to be getting a lot more love in a couple different categories. Yeah, and it's on HBO Max, so it's easily accessible. It's been around for a while. It came out earlier this year. And Elvis is actually one of the movies where I watched it a second time. I actually enjoyed it more. So I do think that helps, too. Movies where you watch it a second time, you go, oh, I catch certain things. I enjoy it a lot more. You brought up hairstyle and makeup. I actually got them for best hairstyle and makeup at plus 140. It's now minus 110. It's not the favorite. The whale's the favorite at minus 125 right now. But I love Elvis's makeup and hairstyle. I thought it was the best of the year. So I took it at 140, now minus 110. Hopefully it continues to go from there. But uh, I think last time I was on the show, Greg, I also mentioned Elvis's odds for film editing. Those dropped to uh, 20 to 1. It's not a bad long shot take, uh, but it does seem everything everywhere all at once is actually going to take uh, film editing at minus 175. So uh, maybe don't go in that direction for Elvis. But uh, I do think Elvis with Austin Butler at plus 100 does have some good value there. And then, as you mentioned, best hairstyle and makeup, minus 110. Not the favorite, but I do think it is the best of the bunch that I've seen this year. And everywhere and everything everywhere all at once. They are that in terms of the betting board as well when it comes to the Oscars as well. So they're doing a great job of living up to their name. And Tom, you live up to your billing. Whenever I say that you do a great <laughs> job gauging just about everything, you really do so. You live up to that movie name as well. Always do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me, Greg. A blast as always. Absolutely. Tom Cunningham does great work over at runyourpool.com. Always great to get him aboard on the Greg Peterson Experience. And here in the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience for this episode, I'm going to give you guys my DK Nation pick for college basketball for this Tuesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK systems that's through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Fans, as the football season comes to a close, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey because Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like the Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. This is final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. And whoever typed that up gave short shrift to the UX, to the XFL, which we've been covering a little bit on this show. And you're going to be getting some XFL throughout. It's a betting market that we're able to make money in. It's football. So you're going to be getting that in future days here on the Greg Peterson Experience as well, just like the variety that you got tonight from such folks as Tom Cunningham talking Oscars, talking some soccer, talking college basketball. We hit the futures board with Jason Weingarten. You're able to go down the list. We talked a little hockey, so it was great to be able to get all those guys aboard. And if you miss anything in terms of the picks made on tonight, JoeVisa.com slash picks, everything from myself and all the guests, they're all there. And a little bit of a programming note that follow the money. It is not going to be with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard here on this on this Tuesday as they're getting some good time off. It's going to be the guys from VEASAN Prime Time as it is going to be Tim Murray and Sean King coming your way 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern. And on the way, you're going to be getting a replay of the Greg Peterson experience as well. So do note that. And hopefully we can get you guys warmed up here with some money on this Tuesday as I'm looking to say out with these DK Nation picks as things have been going well on that front. And Going back to the Big 12, and we're going back to a team based out in the great state of Kansas. 631, 632 on the betting board. Kansas State plays us to Baylor. Baylor opened up a one-point favorite. Now we're seeing pretty much two across the board, and your total it is anywhere between 145.5 and 146. I'm going to be on Kansas State in this spot. I made them the favorite. I'm going to be taking them out right on the money line. Typically, these are published in the very early a.m. when money lines are not available, so might show up as... Kansas State, the plus two that we're seeing right now, but I do like Kansas State to be able to get the job done, win this game outright, just because I do think that Kansas State has a really good home court advantage. And, I mean, one of the best-named home court advantages in all of college basketball, the old Octagon of Doom. And, well, the Octagon of Doom has been doomed for other teams trying to be able to score on them. The Wildcats are 29th of the country overall in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but allowing 21.4 points Fewer per 100 possessions at home rather than in a road slash future court environment. And it is doomsday for being able to hold on to the ball as well. They are 29th in the country, Kansas State is. In terms of turnovers forced on a per possession basis at home, that drops to 132nd when they're in a road slash future court environment. And for Baylor, they've had a little bit of a tough time with their offense traveling as well. Scoring 12.4 points fewer per 100 possessions at a road slash future court environment rather than when they are at home. So I do think that it is very important to be looking at these home and road splits, especially in some of these power conferences. I always talk about it with the Big Ten and how critical that is. But for Kansas State, you've got a pair of guys that have absolutely delivered for this team all season long. That would be Keontae Johnson along with Marquise Noel. They combine for about 34.3 points. You get 7.5 rebounds, a little bit over a per game out of Johnson with a 40% three-point shooting percentage. Meanwhile, Marquise Noel, he's been able to do a rock-solid job with 2.3 steals, 17 points. He's been able to shoot 35% from three-point range, but then you get the other guys to be able to contribute. David Angusson is someone that was out of the fold to begin the season. Now he's been able to return. He's someone that stands right around 6'9", 6'10", and is shooting. It's not, It's a small sample size, but 57% from three-point range. You go along with the six-half points, four boards per contest, and Baylor, I don't think, matches up too well with that. Now, unlike the first time around when Baylor posted Kansas State 
in Waco in early January. Jonathan Chama Chachua was out in the fold, and that's a game where both teams got past 90. It was an overtime game, and Kansas State won by two on the road, but in that game, you also did notice that Baylor actually took 17 more free throws than Kansas State in that game. Kansas State, in terms of free throws on a per field goal attempt basis, so it's a little bit convoluted, so it's free throw attempt per field goal attempt ratio. Kansas State has the better ratio. They attempt more free throws per field goal attempt than Baylor does, and yet they were out-rebounded by 17 the first time around. I think that that is going to be ironing out because, well, it's got what it is typically. The whistle goes your way a little bit more when you're on your home court, but for Baylor as well, what is going to be working against them, they've only got one guy in the fold that gives you north of 4.8 rebounds per game. That would be Jalen Bridges. Now, you do have Jatha, Chamo, Chachwa, Flo Thamba, Keontae George. I'll give you between about... 4.5 and 4.8 rebounds per game. And George has been a really good dynamic score. 16.5 points, 3 assists, a steal, 4.5 rebounds. She's 35% from 3. And then LJ Cryer, Adam Flagler, both of these guys were able to shoot north of 41% from 3. But something that stood out to me when Baylor had their game go completely down the toilet bowl against Kansas. They were up by 17 points late in the first half, and they lost by 16 points. One of the biggest reversals that you're going to see in a college basketball game this season is that LJ Cryer really got cooking in that first half. In the second half, they, they couldn't even get him the ball. That's what Kansas did to him, and I think that Kansas State is going to take a little bit of a similar blueprint, try to take away LJ Cryer, because it does feel like even though he's the number three scorer for the team, the defense, or the offense really does come and go as he's able to ascend slash decline. I do think that that is something to take note of, and when Kansas State knocked off Baylor the first time around, LJ Cryer had just four points in that game. When LJ Cryer is able to get to double figures and is really able to fire on all cylinders, it is a Baylor team as completely different than when he is bottled up. And I do think that Kansas State is going to be able to take that same blueprint once again in this one. My DK Nation write-up, that is going to be on Kansas State. If I'm able to get a money line, I'm going to post up the money line. If not, it's going to be more just the small amount of plus two like we're seeing right now. And in terms of the total, I did set mine out of 144. I think that things are going to be significantly more calm in this game, you've got a Baylor team that ever since that loss that they took to Kansas State, they're playing at a rate of about four and a half to five possessions fewer per game than they did at that time during the season. So looking at the under in this spot, DK and write up that is going to be taking Kansas State in this spot. And how about if we take a look at a game that's going to be going out? Where do we want to go here? I think that we want to go to the Atlantic 10, Richmond and St. Louis, 619, 620 on the betting board. St. Louis open up as a pick'em darn near everywhere. Where I sit here at Circa as them as a one-point favorite, but we're mostly seeing a pick'em price. And your total on this game is 143. And it's been a downtrodden year for the Atlantic 10, to say the least. But I'm willing to trust in St. Louis in this spot. I did set them as a two-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to take them as a pick'em slash a very, very slight favorite. With St. Louis, they're going to have the best guard out there on the floor. That would be Yuri Collins. Collins right now leads all of college basketball in terms of assists per game with right around 9.9. He's able to get the ball to Gibson Jimerson, who's been able to supply about 15 points per contest, shoots in the high 30s from three-point range. And with St. Louis, it has not been necessarily the world's greatest defense all season long. They're currently clocking in right around 150th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. But Richmond, after a good start to their defense to begin the season, now they're right around 150th in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And doesn't sound like much, but it's the St. Louis team that's now given up 71 points or fewer in three of their last four games. So maybe they will build themselves up a little bit more on that front end. Richmond doesn't really have a lot of guard play. You do have a guy in Tyler Burton who's six foot seven and he just does a little bit of everything for this team. As a matter of fact, in terms of impact that he provides for his team, he's probably one of the most indispensable players in all of college basketball. 19 points, seven and a half boards, steal and a half, shoots about 30% from three-point range for a Richmond team as a whole. They shoot 33.5% from distance. You do have one guard in Jason Roche, who does a solid job being able to shoot about 39.5% from three. He gives you seven points per game, and Andre Gustafson also does shoot above 40% from three, but with Gustafson, he shoots very, very infrequently. He only gives you about 5.5 points per game. And Jason Nelson, in terms of listed guards, is right now the top-scoring guard in this game with 8.2 points per game. Neil Quinn, Isaiah Bigelow, Matt Grace, those are all forwards that do a rock-solid job. Quinn and Bigelow have been able to combine for a little bit over 10 rebounds per game, but you really don't have a lot of guard play, and that's very important for being able to contain the St. Louis team. 
have Javante Perkins along with Javon Pickett, who have been able to give you a combined about 21.5 points per game. And I do think that with the St. Louis team, they're also going to have the best pure low-post player in this game, and that would be Francis Okoro. He's able to give you eight rebounds, a little bit over a block per contest. You really don't have a lot of other guys that give you a ton of rebounding. Jake Forrester came in from Temple. I was expecting a little bit more than the four and a half to five rebounds per game that he's been able to provide, but it's the St. Louis team that it's starting to really be able to play a little bit better. They've been able to win three out of their last four games for Richmond. Not been such a savory year. They're now below 500, both in the conference. And overall, I feel like these two teams are sort of trending in opposite directions. I do think that the backcourt play of St. Louis going to be able to win out in this spot. And St. Louis playing a little bit better on defense. Richmond, a slower team right around 300th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. So, somebody total at 140, looking at the under, willing to take St. Louis as a pick slash a very, very slight favorite. And that leads into our number three of the Greg Peterson experiences. Pro tip, vcin.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. Chemistry matters in college basketball. Part of the reason why I do like the St. Louis team is that got a lot of guys that have been playing together for quite a while. Someone like a Yuri Collins who has been in the system for many, many years. I think that that's very important to take a look at. And it is very important that you set your alarms for 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern because all the money is going to be coming your way at that time right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.